Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from Hebrews chapter 1. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, it's Christmas morning. Wrapping paper torn to bits and pieces all around the living room as though the Tasmanian devil dropped on by. Mm-hmm. No more secrets. We know exactly what was in those packages, especially that really weird looking one. Oh yeah, now we know exactly what that was. No more secrets. The gifts are all exposed. Hearts bursting with joy. But let's get real here. Let's get real, okay? You're at grace on Christmas morning. You could very well be in your PJs right now sipping eggnog in front of the fire. Could be doing that. But uh, you know as amazing as all of those gifts are. Those gifts under the tree. They're temporary. Transitory. They don't last. Your heart is set on gifts that can't be returned the next day. That thieves can't break in and steal midday. That won't wind up in the trash someday. You know where the real forever goodies are. 303 Ruth Street, baby. Oh, yeah. It's Merry Christmas all year around. Oodles and oodles of gifts. Bronners don't have anything on GLC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I come from Frankenmuth, so I can say that. Yeah, that's right. This is what we learned from the sermonator this morning, the preacher of Hebrews. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. God spoke through Moses and Isaiah and Malachi, that Italian prophet, and all the other OT Old Testament prophets, but the OT Old Testament speech wasn't complete, wasn't final. God saved the best word for last. And the bestest word, of course, is spelled S-O-N, Son. Son of God, Jesus, wrapped in swaddling cloths, is God's last word in these last days, which gives to us Christmas gifts that, 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 that last. L-A-S-T, last. A love, an adoption, a seat, a triumph, that will last. Dear friends, do not look any further than the crib to find the very one who puts the Mary in Merry Christmas. 
Yes, gather with me this morning, Christmas morning around the crib. Peer into the crib with me, why don't you? Do you see what I see? Let us peer into the crib and see a love that gets down and dirty to give us a purity that lasts now and eternally. See, there is a, a lot in this world that can make us feel polluted and toxic. Thoughts that make us blush. And so we keep them hush, hush. Words that we can't take back. And now we feel like such an unworthy hack. Deeds that contaminate us and make us think that God is out to get us. God loves Aaron dearly. <laughs> More like God loves me dearly? Question <laughs> mark. How can God love me when I'm such a mess? Dirty, defiled, damned. GLCers perish that thought. Christmas is this huge neon sign blinking in the brightest lights possible. God loves you dearly. God loves you dearly. God loves you dearly. God loves y'all dearly. Loves you. The real you, not the fake you. The phony you, the false you, the airbrushed you on Facebook, social media, the picture of you you paint, pedal, promote among family and friends, the smiley face mask you wear all around town. He loves you. The real you, with all of your messiness and messed upness, all of your gunk and grime, all of your muck and yuck, all of your warts and pimples, all of your guilt and shame, none of that scares him. None of that keeps him from coming to us. Remember what Johnny says in the Gospel reading, Pastor Johnny. John 1, 14, and the Lord, or sorry, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Christmas sends the message that absolutely nothing disgusts and disgruntles our God. None of it keeps him away. None of it scares him. Makes him run for the hills. None of it. Nothing inside of us does that to him. Peer into the crib with me. Do you see what I see? God moving into our neighborhood, God moving into our families, God moving into our lives in this child. What child is this? This baby isn't like God. This baby uh, 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 is God. The cradle creator, the diapered deity, the swaddled savior, 
Mother Mary's maker in the manger, or as the sermonator of Hebrews puts it, Hebrews 1.3, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the power, by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Purification. That word is pregnant with meaning. Mm-hmm. It is. It tells us exactly why this teeny tiny tot is born. This teeny tiny tot is born to take out all of your trash and all of my trash. Behold the serve pro savior. Mm-hmm. That's who Jesus is. The serve pro savior. In the waters of the Jordan River, he takes the plunge. He contaminates himself. And then he continues to contaminate himself. Throughout his ministry, Jesus joins sin-soiled sinners at table. He touches the untouchable lepers and sends them away healthy and stable. He casts out demons and raises the dead because no one else was able. As Jesus walked and talked, ate, drank, taught, prayed, worshipped, in this world, he breathed in, he took into himself our poisoned air, polluting himself to the max, and he walked all the way to Calvary where he exhaled breathe out the sweetest sentence ever. It is finished. It's finished. No more need of those bulls and goats and oxen. Their blood has reached the expiration date, folks. Jesus' sacrifice is the all-sufficient, all-availing, all-atoning, all-saving sacrifice. The salvation of the world, job done. We know this because the sermonator says he sat down. He sat down. When you finish a job, you, you sit down. We confess this with, with the creed every time, right? Jesus sitting down at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. His sitting down means there's nothing left for us to do for our salvation. It's not like Jesus did 99% and now we have to do 1%. <laughs> His blood is sufficient. His blood spells done. One drop of his blood is enough. His blood washes all that defiles us, dirties us, damns us down the drain of his Good Friday cross. You are clean, holy, pure, righteous, you are enough. You are enough. If you don't believe me, well, let's uh, peer into the crib and see an adoption that welcomes all of us into God's family without hesitation, without question. Now, Jesus, he's been God's son, well, from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, Eternity, right? 
But at Christmas, that name, son, is given to him with hair, fingernails, kneecaps, and a belly button. Think about that. God has a belly button. Have you ever thought about that? Well, now you are, because I put that thought in your mind. <laughs> Listen to the sermonator again, verses 4 through 7. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs, for to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Now, the angels always worshiped the Son there on the throne, in God's throne room. It was a worship where, you know, they looked up. But with Christmas, now their worship uh, has a different direction, <laughs> something they weren't really used to. Now, now they're looking down. Now they're looking down and worshiping Jesus. This Jesus who steps forth from Mother Mary's womb, living, bleeding, suffering, dying, rising, and marching out of that Easter morning tomb as the firstborn of the new creation, bringing his enemies nothing but doom and gloom. Behold Jesus! The firstborn of a whole new era, a whole new age that will never, ever end. God has triumphed. He's victorious. He has won. Death is now down. Jesus is the first human being to be born into this incorruptible, unending life. And this name, Son, which was given to him as a man in the womb of the Virgin Mary, is now given to every man in the waters of holy baptism, the womb of the church. You know, where Christians are birthed into God's family, where you were born into God's family. When you were baptized, the words that we sing during the season came true. Born that man no more may die. Born to give, born, born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. With three splash the promise, the letters S-O-N were placed on your head and on your heart, marking you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. What child is this? 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 You know the answer. You are a beloved child of the Most High God. God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. You are God's beloved child. Now you have a share in his indestructible, unending life. You are now death-proof. Nothing in this world can actually down you. Everything for you here on out is looking up. Too good to be true? Well, let's peer into the crib again 
and see a seat at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, big enough for every man in every land. The sermonator brings up God's throne next, verses 8 and 9. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. God's throne will outlast every throne. Buckingham Palace and the Oval Office will one day crumble to the ground. Only God's throne endures forever. Only God's throne lasts eternally. Now, it's not like God the Father is the only one sitting on that throne. Who else is sitting on God's throne? You confess this also in the creed every time. Jesus, right? He's at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Not just as God, but also as man. Think about this. There is a beating heart next to God the Father. At his right hand. Flesh and blood, your flesh, your blood, my flesh, my blood, in the throne room of God. Now his flesh and blood doesn't you know, stay locked up there in the heavens. His flesh and blood descends down to us so that we can dine on his flesh and blood. Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Take, drink, this is my blood shed for you. This meal really lifts us up. It really does. No surprise that at the beginning of the service of the sacrament, there's a little exchange. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. It doesn't matter how far down we go in this life. We cannot go so far down that Jesus isn't able to meet us face to face. Remember, this is not the way up there, God. This is the way down here, God. He descends to us, down into our world, down into the ocean of our tears, down into the sewers of our shame, down into the garbage heap of our guilt, down into the rubble of our broken dreams, dashed hopes, disappointments, regrets, down, 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 into a crumb and a cup to console you and me. To comfort you and me. To carry us to the very seat he's saving for you and me. A seat with your name on it. A seat with my name on it. A seat right next to God the Father Almighty. There will be more beating hearts next to God the Father. Right next to him on the throne. Your heart, one of them. Same with me. We can count on it. We can count on him. Remember from last week, uh, reliance, not alliance. We can rely on our God. He won't disappoint us. Victory is already ours. Let's peer into the crib one final time. Let's peer into the crib and see a triumph that gives us hope when so much in this world says, nope, 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 nope. Listen to the sermonator one final time. 
And you, Lord, lay the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same. And your years will have no end. All that says nope in this world, disappointment, depression, a diagnosis, disease, debt, dejection, death, all of that the Lord likens to foldable, changing articles of clothing. Transitory, temporary. Uh, we at GLC should know this, right, pretty well. We, we have Gracier Closet. <laughs> we should know this about clothes. Uh, they don't last. Shirts and pants, they wear out and they get thrown out. That's the future of every single nope. For Jesus has noped. All the nopes by his Good Friday cross. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Jesus outlives every single nope. And this floods our entire being with hope. For his victory is also our victory. This is no joke. So put on your PJs today. Sip your eggnog. And bust out singing, we are the champions. Because we are. We are the champions. Nothing, no one in this life can actually sink you or sink me. Nothing, no one can actually down us. We know where all of this is going, where all of time is going. The one who built this world, Jesus Christ, this teeny tiny tyke, will rebuild this world on the last day, giving us a new heavens, a new earth, a new you, a new me. And in that world... It will be a nope-free zone. Only beauty, perfection, just goodness. Pure goodness. Dear friends, as we peer into the crib this morning, we find this babe of Bethlehem dishing out all of these gifts, right? So many gifts. Gifts that uh, are costly to him, but free to us. Gifts that are for every single human being. Gifts that, well, no thief can break in and steal. No moth can gobble up and destroy. Gifts that last. A love that will last. An adoption that will last. A seat that will last. A triumph that will last. And you know where to get these forever goodies. These lasting gifts. That's why you're here on Christmas morning when you could very well be in your PJs before your fire. That's why you're here. To receive these amazing gifts from the babe of Bethlehem. It's here where we peer into the crib in words, water, bread, and wine. And we really do have a Merry Christmas. But uh, let's not ever think 
that uh, this crib is only our crib, like we have a monopoly on this crib. Enough gifts for every guy, every gal, on this globe. So go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. After all, always room for one more at this crib. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.